0: just go to
1: cars.com. It's magical. Welcome, everybody. Sorry I started early and had my microphone on mute, but are we going to piss this one away or aren't we? Sure, the heck looks like it. Come on, defense, and the Jets get a first down. Come on, you're kidding me, guys. Let's pull this one together. Let's win one. Ah. Working on the tweet. Cal, how are you doing today? Where are you from? Talk to me, buddy. Is Has this game driven you nuts? We had time to put them away early, and we let them come back in. Ah. This is unbelievable. Do they want to have a fourth quarter comeback? Is that it? Unbelievable. Unbelievable, unbelievable, unbelievable. And the tweet just went out. Bada bing, bada boom. And we are there. I am going to switch screens. I am waiting on. Our third partner in the show to join us, Flip Mozzie has joined us, we hear him stumbling across his room, I'm going to leave his mic until he gets on the screen, there he is, the great, wonderful Flip Mozzie, wearing his favorite jersey of all time, Mr. Chris Carter, hands of an angel. We ready to start the show? Yeah, show's rolling. We already did the rolling? i haven't done the roll in yet but the show is rolling i sat there for five minutes yammering and had my microphone on mute no less it's been one of there those you days go.
2: just cows well, like, helping you out just like it's the a two-minute warning so it's time to hit the in.
1: win or lose join us on climbing the pockets the final score it's Dave here. We got Flip in the middle. I've got him on mute because he's in front of his TV. We don't want to hear that. And here comes our third guest. The one and the only... Will that do it? Nope, that won't do it. Let's do it this way. Bada bing, bada boom. Danger, danger, danger. You got that right, buddy. Uh, we were all hoping for a blowout and it looked like it was going to be one, but... It did not happen. There he is, the man, myth, the legend, Tyler Fornis better known as the real Forno.
3: Oh, Dave, this game is taking years off my life. I'm just – honestly, it's just – it's been disappointing to watch. Like, the Jets' defense is tremendous. We knew that coming in. We knew that they would give the Vikings a lot of issues. But the play calling in some of these situations has just been bad. That The opening drive after the third quarter – It wasn't creative. It wasn't, it it was incredibly uninspired. And I've just been very disappointed so far with the play calling. Cousins has been off today. You can tell um, Mm -hmm. there's been miscommunications with these receivers, especially on corner and out routes. They don't know which one they're supposed to be doing, whether that's Cousins' fault, whether that's the receiver's fault. They're taking those routes flat when they're supposed to go to the corner. Or Cousins is throwing him in the corner and they're supposed to cut him flat. I don't know what's going on. It's or been Cousins is thrown balls
1: behind. He threw that one. They had one. to Hawkinson, that was wide yep. open down the field, and he threw off his back foot and sailed it. And it was just like, why? You weren't in trouble. You didn't have pressure. Plant and go. But uh, it's, it's unbelievable. We have a minute 50 left on the clock. Jets have it third and goal from about the one, maybe the two. Now, one and three quarters. Ah. Oh, you're
3: at third and goal? I'm at second and goal.
1: uh, It's third and goal. They're getting this. Mike White's in the shotgun. About to take a snap. Snaps the ball. Fakes a handoff. Throws to the corner. Nobody there. Incomplete. That knocks off another few seconds off the clock. We have a minute 46 left. Ah, yes, danger, danger. The screen game is driving me nuts. My partner on Tool Bloggers, Darren Campbell, and I talked about it yesterday. It is ineffective for this particular squad, whether it's timing or whatever it is, but it has not been good. They have ranked 30th in the league on yards, throwing screens, and it is absolutely bad. 3.7. I even talked to Tyler about that before we did the show yesterday. Here we go. Touchdown Jets. Now, Vikings defense is saying incomplete. What is it? Incomplete. Okay. Game over.
3: Well, uh, I love how you're already saying there's an incomplete pass on fourth down. I'm about to watch third down on Paramount+. Plus. So I'm not even using any legal stream. I'm using a legal stream. And You're I still behind. don't know what the result of this fourth down is. That's uh-huh. that's absolutely hilarious. But Dave, this this team, man, they look to be in control. They were all over the Jets in the first half, but the Jets adjusted incredibly well, and we have not. Um who, this look?
1: Rodrigo? This, no, this they team. did not. It was incomplete. It should be the Vikings' ball, team, and that should be the game.
3: Is well, let's hold off. They do have three timeouts,
1: uh, true. Three timeouts, a minute 43 left. Vikings have the ball getting ready to snap from the one yard line. Of course, anything can go wrong there. Hand off the ball to Dalvin Cook, he gets one yard. Uh, okay, danger, so danger. I'm using an begin- HD antenna too. That's why there's so little delay. The only Person I know that gets it faster than that is uh CTP Germany Jonas Stark. When he's in Germany, he tends to be about five seconds ahead of us. I guess there's yeah. no delay there. So
3: it's I don't think that they Dave, I don't think they care that much about um vulgar language in Europe. Uh <laughs>
1: Probably no. That's that's probably a good reason why they aren't hey, governed by the FCC, like here in the states. So Fox, CBS, NBC, yeah. etc., don't have to put it on a five second delay to make sure that they can hit a dump button. So,
3: yeah, I want to me- mention something that I another I thought handoff was really off impressive. For
1: another two yards.
3: Um, Robert Sala was incredibly calm when they missed that uh, fourth down, and right. he was just all right, stay calm, let's go, let's go. And I thought that was really, really cool. And it shows the poise of a great head coach, shows that he has the ability to lead this team to that next level. Look, this Jets seems very good. And there's yes. a reason why they're competing with us. We've scored 27 points on this Jets defense, which
1: I believe is the most all season. A minute 35, third and seven. It could be. You'd have to look that up. I'm, I don't know. I'm
3: looking it up right now.
1: Um, Hey, Mary. Yes, come on, Vikes. Come on, offense. Kirk the takes the snap. Like the most points in the pitches Jets all off to Dalvin. Dalvin gets tackled at the three. Now it's fourth and eight. Why ah. are we
3: running a pitch inside the five? That doesn't With make sense. a minute 30
1: left. God, offense, we needed you to come through on that one. Yes, man, can Cook find <laughs> find the unblocked tackle? Mm-hmm. Yep, that's a good way to put it. But he was so good the first half. So, so good the first half. Let's see. Um, oh. But it's a minute 30, fourth and nine. Mr. Wright's going to come out here and punt again. Question is, no, you don't. That'd make it 24. I was going to say, do you take a safety and then give him a longer field? He punts. It's a short one, right around the 49. Caught, taken. Returner still on his feet. Gets to the Vikings 43-ish, 42. Dalvin Cooks have has had 86 yards on the ground so far today. We should have had two picks today. They just showed the one over with a hitman Harry. The second one where Evans and Bynum collided it was unfortunate. <laughs> Our true MVP is a sizable punter. Ah. Uh, He may be the rookie of the year, if you think about it. And I hope he makes the Pro Bowl. All right. White drops back. He's looking, looking, looking. Passes off to the side underneath for about a six-yard gain. Kept in bounds. All right. Clock is running. Minute left. Ball snapped. White back. Looks. Throws, and another completion. Kept in bounds, though. (coughs) No, they're stopping the clock. He wasn't out of bounds. You're full of shit, ref. (laughs) Oh, man. And the Jets are in scoring position at the Vikings 19. And the clock is still running. 35 seconds, 34. And snap back to White. White drops. He's looking left, turns around, looks right, throws it into the ground. Incomplete. Yes, Sean, every freaking week. This is driving us absolutely How much absolutely time do you have nuts. left, Dave? I'm, I have 27 seconds.
3: I'm getting the first play of the drive right now.
1: <laughs> well, and you think you're bad? You know, Flip's watching on uh, Sunday tickets, so he's further back than you are. Yeah. But, ah, oh, this is absolutely crazy. All right. Resuming play. Blow the whistle. Here we go. White back in shotgun. Takes a snap. Guns it over the middle. Oh, almost picked off by Harrison Smith. Uh, yes. Get Ford out here now, please, David. Uh, from your lips to Odin's ears. It's third and ten, and we're in fourth down territory because the field goal does them no good. 23 seconds left. Getting ready to line up. White back in the shotgun again like he's been most game. Low snap, gets it, rolls to his right. Looks, 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 throws it out of bounds. Incomplete, 16 seconds left. And fourth down? Fourth down. One play to go. 4th and 10, 16 seconds left from the 19. They have to go for it because a field goal will do them no good.
3: And a pass over the middle likely does them no good either, Dave, because there's only 16 seconds left and no timeouts. Uh-huh. So they got to not only – either they got to either throw it in the end zone or they have to run an outbreaking pattern.
1: At the sidelines. So quick,
3: Past the sticks.
1: Right. All right. Snap back. White drops, throws it in over the middle. Intercepted! Intercepted okay. by Bynum. All right. Vikings win. It's 10 seconds left, but that looks like Vikings win, Vikings win, Vikings win. Woohoo. Awesome. I can breathe now. My heart can stop going pitter patter. That was a beautiful interception, too. God, that was gorgeous. Wait your 30 seconds. You'll see it. Um, <laughs> thank you, Bynum. Yes, Bynum, huge play. Thank you, David. Thank for thank you for your little prayer. Uh, <laughs> yes, David. What a great name. Love seeing David's in there. Praise the Lord. Go Vikings. That makes the Vikings 10-2. and two. All they should have to do is come in and kneel the ball down, and the game is over. They still have to do that. Great dance by Bynum. Yes, it was. Oh, wow. Fantastic. Oh, be still my heart. This is great. Dan Soderman, all the way from Finland. Skull brother. Welcome to the show. The big show where the Minnesota Vikings go 10 and 2, defeating the Jets in an absolutely cardiac style, as usual. David, you've been a fan since the Bud Grant era? Me too. Long time ago. Camelone. <laughs> yes, we all laugh. And yes, we need a good drink, Lynn A. I've got the whiskey out because. Oh, can't do it any other way. Sean is like boo. Sean, are you a Jets fan? Sorry to hear that. Ah, uh, danger, danger! Super Bowl, homeboy. Camelon, Arundas, Horas, Horas, Vikings from Mexico. Yeah, baby. See. Si. You got that right. Skull, brother. And there's Flip joining us. Flip, have you- Let's, Let's go.
2: go. <laughs> Ten wins, baby. Let's get the W's in the chat. If you're in the chat, if you just watch the Vikings win their 10th game of the season, I want a W from every single one of you. The Vikings defense does it again. Another game ending interception, game ending yeah. turnover. Yeah, yeah. This, Vikings
1: defense gives us a heart attack. It's what the Vikings. This, this defense might is
2: be doing. the most upsetting win of the season. We keep on saying that every week, but
1: <laughs> it's just ah oh, wow. But it's W ten and two, baby, ten and two. Let's look over the scoreboard real quick. How is are the kiddies being the kitties yet? <coughs> Pardon my cough. Uh, I'm still trying to get a hold over this cold.
2: The the kiddies, are you referring the to the won Detroit 40 Lions? to 14. Ah. The
1: Lions
2: won easily. The Lions won easily. So the magic number for the Minnesota Vikings is one. The Green Bay Packers beat the Chicago Bears after a slow start. The Packers figure that one out in the second half. So the order... Of the NFC North is unchanged, and it's our division. You know, just one more week to go. Hopefully, yeah, until we, we
1: clinch. We this beat game. the Detroit head to head next week, and clinch the division. Yes, that's yes. a good thing. That's a good thing. All right, now that everybody's here, let's start with your highlights. Flip. What is your highlight?
2: <laughs> this is a tough game to have a uh, have the, a highlight for. I, I think I like a little bit about what a few people did. You know, um, you know the the run game was there for us today. We also for the first half. we also saw a deep Jalen Rieger catch and, and a run from him. But I think my highlight has to be the offensive line play. Overall, I think we went into that game terrified about the offensive line going against that stout New York Jets front. Uh, The Jets presented an issue just with the way that they had four defensive linemen that could create pressure on the quarterback without blitzing extra defenders. And I thought to see the Vikings come out, run the ball as well as they did, and also give Kirk time in the pocket, I don't think... Really, the first sack happened until uh, deep into the second half. Now, Kirk did take some shots there, but he was able to get the ball off effectively most of the time. And that is far better than I thought we were going to get from our offensive line, especially compare this one to the Cowboys game. So that's my highlight. Offensive line play all around. Uh, Blake Brandell subbing in for Christian Darrisaw again. I I don't his name was not said that often he didn't have the perfect day but I thought he held up and we saw them you know we saw them start to maul that Jets defensive front even a little bit in the run game so that's Mm -hmm. my highlight
1: uh Tyler can you look up how many pressures the Vikings offense gave up real quick
3: um I don't think we all we will have that data right now Dave because that data doesn't come out till tomorrow um but I'll say this uh I thought the Vikings' offensive line got obliterated. Uh, Kirk Cousins was getting hit consistently. We had some flashes, as Flip mentioned, where the offensive line gave him time, but he was getting hit and pulverized, and I think that disrupted a lot of timing. And you could tell that Kirk was feeling it. There were a couple hits where he was like holding his arm and slow to get up, and I think that, that really made an impact later on in the game. But mm-hmm. I'll say this much, Dave. My highlight was the Vikings' red zone defense. You can... Yeah you we can obliterate the fact that they allowed almost 500 yards to the New York Jets. Mike White threw for 300 and I think it was 67 yards, 369 on 57 attempts. That those aren't good numbers. But once they got into the red area, the Vikings figured it out and they allowed one touchdown on a fourth and goal quarterback sneak where Mike White needed to be pushed across the goal line. One of six. That that's how you play winning defensive bend but don't break football. And Donatel says it all the time. They don't want to allow yards. They, they're fine with yards. They don't want to allow points. And they did just that. Five field goals for the New York Jets today. And they had it's a key interception to finish the game in the red zone. The second time they've done that so far this year. The Vikings defense is figuring it out when they need to. Now it's just figuring it out when they don't need to. When it's at like the 30-yard line <laughs> of the opposing team. If they can do that. Like this, is, this Jets team is top four in defensive DVOA. We knew they were going to give us issues. And they did but the Vikings figured it out against a very creative offensive team. It gives me hope when they play a team like the 49ers because they figured out McDaniel, they figured out Lafleur, they figured out the other Lafleur. all three of whom are disciples of the Kyle Shanahan tree. I'm feeling really good about this win, even though it was beyond ugly and frustrating.
2: Uh, Yeah, of course we're going to disagree, Tyler. Maybe they just got lucky in the red zone. I mean... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, two two of the two of the stops were dropped passes in the end zone, and then yeah, the I think the defense did hold up. Um, I, I'm not saying that they didn't do a great job today. It's just, do you have faith? Did you have faith going into that two minute situation, going into those goal line situations, that they were going to get the stop?
3: I'd say I was about 60-40, 60% positive just because because of what what have we seen so far this year? We've seen them stop game-winning drives against the Bills. Mm -hmm. We've seen them stop game-winning drives against the Cardinals. They will allow you to get some yards and some short passes, but they're not going to allow you to torch them deep. Even the deep plays, Mm -hmm. that Garrett Wilson pass – was like a ten yarder. Shannon Sullivan decided to get greedy, go for the football, and Wilson used his uh, his game breaking ability in the open field to take in another forty yards. I I feel mm-hmm. more confident now than I was going into the game because what they're doing against creative offenses and good weapons. Mike White's and Eh, quarterback. He is a distributor of the football. Mm-hmm. plays very well in rhythm. Knows how to see the field but he is not overly athletic. Doesn't have a great arm but he knows how to operate an offense and he was able to do that against this defense but we figuring it out against those weapons. Figuring it out against a very creative schemer. I feel a lot better about this team now than I did going in despite it being ugly.
1: Hey. Can't beat that with stick. Steve Waterhouse had mentioned Kirk had one of those games that we usually lose, but we pulled this one out. A good chunk of that goes to the defense. Also a part when you want to talk highlights is that Greg Joseph did not (laughs) this week miss a kick. I was talking with Mary and Darren during the game on that. And it's like, why is it now that I'm anxious every time he comes up to the ball? And Mary said she holds her breath every time now. He did not miss. He was money today. We got to appreciate that. And, of course, good old Mr. Wright, as we've said, Flip can attest to on all these post games, has had another outstanding game. Started out a little slow, averaging only about 42 yards per punt. That included an inside the 20 that dropped it around the six. But he ended up with a much higher average than that because he boomed a couple once, And even with the net or outstanding, uh, he finished with a 48.7-yard average. And his longest punt was 63. That is a man that should go to the Pro Bowl and, okay. and is making a case to be rookie of the year for the Vikings. The punter? Hey, how can you dispute it?
2: I don't want to talk season. special teams. I'm not I'm not gonna argue that. Let's just talk about a different topic. <laughs> I'm not, not gonna talk special you up.
1: teams. <laughs> oh. All right. What are the low lights? This is advertiser
0: content brought to you by Frito Lay.
1: Hello, I'm Chip
0: Murphy. Here to get you ready for the big tournament. Tonight we'll break down. We break down who will be cutting cut. Just go to Frito-Lay No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends four three, 2023 void or prohibitive. Here's where the snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-Lay snack Uh
2: Kirk cousins was trash today. You know, I, I disagree with Tyler that the offensive line got obliterated. I thought that again, for the expectation, there was a clear mismatch that favored the jets defensive line. And, the Vikings offensive line outperformed their expectation for this game. That doesn't mean Kirk was always clean. That doesn't mean there weren't, there were zero sacks, but Kirk had time to throw time and time again. Some of that is being able to throw before you get hit and Kirk was able to get rid of the ball. And again, comparing it to the Cowboys game, um, just fantastic job by the offensive line And I think it's really unfortunate that the low light in Kirk Cousins did not take advantage, did not maximize what the offensive line gave him today. Uh, Just a terrible inaccuracy problem throughout the game, starting 0 for 6. um, Not the best scheme coming out early with Kevin O'Connell, but again, the main problem was just Kirk wasn't accurate with the football. And, you know, I think... The inaccuracy is something that I'm not concerned about long term because Kirk is a historically accurate quarterback. But there's no way you can watch a game today and try to say, oh, well, Kirk, Kirk had to deal with a lot of pressure or Kirk was gutsy and, and was able to scramble for yards and get first downs anyways. He was a statue in the pocket and he missed throws when he had time.
3: Let me elaborate on that. I'm with I'm with Flip here. Flip, we're gonna agree. I, mm-hmm. I, I I want I want you to brace yourself here, okay? Um, something I mentioned before you got on. There were yeah. there were a couple throws early in the game that were incredibly frustrating where the receiver cut the route as a corner route, cut it flat, and Kirk threw a corner route. Happened to Jefferson, it happened to Thielen. Whose fault is that? I like. Are we? Is this a choice route where they're just making the wrong call and Kirk seeing something completely different? Is it something that's happening in the huddle where they're just miscommunicating? Because because it happened twice, that tells Mm -hmm. me that that's more of a pattern. Like that needs to be fixed. That's something that hasn't happened all year. They've been in sync and on the same page, very consistent. And to see that Mm -hmm. happen that early, and maybe it was because the of the jets defense. And they were playing some like disguised coverages. Like there are a lot of different things that could have been, but that was, that was the start to Kirk's bad day. But he did have mm-hmm. some, when he did have time, he was able to make some nice throws. He made a beautiful throw to Jefferson that he just could not quite bring in. And then mm-hmm. that touchdown throw to Jefferson was perfect placement. So at least we saw flashes of good Kirk, considering this was a very bad Kirk game. So I don't really know what you can take of it, but hell we got to win. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And it I, I magnifies again, like the run game basically got us those got us up to 17 points with almost nothing from our quarterback, which was huge mm-hmm. for when the Jets were mm-hmm. trying to come back. Um, you know, you could you could say another little light was the defense between the 20s, because yeah. I thought just the tackling there's a lot of things with Donatello's defense that you kinda have to give the players. You're not so sure how much of it is scheme versus players. But when you're missing those tackles, when you're going for the strip and not getting it, it just looks really bad.
1: Yes. But, but we got like, to win. Amethyst says Vikings win.
2: <laughs> hey, we got Vikings it. win. I love it. (laughs) I
1: can. I I don't know how many
2: more of these I can take, man. How many game-ending interceptions? How many game-ending turnovers? I can think of four off the top of my head. Right. So, Mm -hmm.
3: Metellus against the Lions, Dantzler with the strip against the Bears, Peterson against the Bills, and then Bynum. Am I missing another one?
2: I think it's only
1: I think there may be at least one more. But,
2: I feel like there's got to be one more, but there's also games like this game where they make two, they make two defensive stops in the same game. You're like, oh, the game's over, and then we end up giving the ball back to the Jets one more time. We're like, oh, the game's uh-huh. really over now, <laughs> you know. So, uh, it's just, I, I thought it's it got to be at least half of our wins.
1: Mm-hmm. God, it's so, crazy, absolutely crazy. Now I'll go over some uh, stats real quick. Kirk Cousins, like we said, had a bad day. He was 21 for 35, 173, 4.9-yard average, 1 TD, no interceptions, took 2 sacks, and uh, had an 82.2 rating. On the other hand, Mike White was 31 for 57 for 369 yards, as Tyler alluded to earlier, he averaged 6.5, but he had two interceptions. Should have been three, but there was two, and he took one sack. That was by Mr. Jones. Mr. Jones in that first half was all over the place. He played extremely well. Um, When it comes to running, Dalvin had 20 carries for 80 yards, the 4.3-yard average. Alexander Madison had three for 14, including his touchdown. Both of those guys scored touchdowns. Justin Jefferson had a couple uh, rushes for 11 yards. Kirk Cousins had that wonderful run, right, where the pocket broke down and he squirted up the middle, and then he laid the wood, as I put it. He lowered his shoulders and hit the defender for the first down. He had three carries for nine yards. It lost on uh, the rest of one. That was an 11-yard gallop. The first time Jalen Rager on that end around round worked awful well as well. He got eight yards on that. The running game for good portions was working very well. Other portions, it shut down when they were getting negative yards and tackled in the backfield. But for most of the game, it was working well. When it comes to passes, Justin Jefferson received seven for 45, longest or average 6.4. He had the touchdown, which is good, as long as target was 11 that he caught. Jalen Rager, 1 for 38. TJ Hawkinson, 4 for 32. I thought TJ would have a good game. His was decent, 8.3 yards per carry. Adam Thielen got two receptions because he seemed almost an afterthought in this game for 27 yards, 13.5 uh, average, which is good. KJ Osborne was. Targeted quite a few times. He had two receptions for 17. Johnny Munt in that second half when he got the ball seemed to get things going for Kirk. I think that uh, when Kirk needs to get back on center, he needs to throw to Johnny Munt for whatever reason. That seems a psychological, (laughs) hey, I'm good with that. So, cool. Then he turned around and threw him to... Hawkinson on the next play, and it was a beautiful thing. Get the tight ends going. And then he flipped and went to, uh, 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 of course, Justin Jefferson after that. Those things work, so keep them working. When it comes to defensive standouts, Eric Kendricks uh, led the team with tackles at 14. Harrison Smith was right behind at 8. Harrison Smith had three pass defenses and, of course, the interception. That man should be in the Hall of Fame. I'm calling for it right now. Cameron Bynum had a good game. Caleb Evans back starting again, had a good game. He had six tackles and one pass defense. He should have had that interception, but Biden ran into him. So that was good. Then we go down the one uh, sack was by uh, Jones. Like I said before, Patrick Jones, he had four tackles. He did, had a good game. So everything's good. We did not see the massive pressure numbers from Zedarius and Daniil that I was hoping for. They were on the slide. Maybe I should uh, put somebody that stinks on the slide and (laughs) avert those next time. We'll find out. Uh, Mary, 57 years, you can't believe this. Yeah, believe this. This is a special, special season. Cam
2: Dancer did not play today. He was in on injured reserve. This is last week. He plans to be active for the Detroit game next week. I agree, Freddie. Proud of the defense, CJ Ham. I'm trying not to complain because we won the game. But it is so, so annoying when CJ Ham whiffs on a block, and then the announcers just go straight to telling you how important CJ Ham is and how well-respected he is in our 21 personnel. The dude missed the block. (laughs) Save it for a different play.
1: Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Are there any other highlights you'd like to hit, Tyler? I know you've been banging away at your keyboard trying to get out early write-ups for the USA Today's Vikings Wire where your executive uh, editor, tell us, what do you think? uh,
3: Couple of things here. I want to answer Clifford's question: Why they overturned the touchdown? Sometimes it doesn't matter where the ball is if you can't see the ball. If the entire body's across the goal line, so it's that that's why they overturned it. Like you don't have to justify seeing the ball if you know, like, hey, you see White go into that pile like this. He comes out like this, and you see the entire body cross the goal line. It is what it is. Kind of stinky, but um, I did. Well, like it, was the it was a touchdown. It was a touchdown, right? Yeah, it, it absolutely was. Um, I did like seeing Jalen Rager get involved. Um, they got him on a jet sweep. He got almost 10 yards. They got him on that corner post up the seam. And I would like to see him, them try to get him a little more involved because, quite frankly, I've been very, very unimpressed with KJ Osborne all season. And I think that little extra juice that Rager has to offer that Osborne doesn't have could be a really big impact down the line, especially when you're talking about trying to – Stretch the defense over the top. Because while Jefferson can go deep, he's not a field stretcher. He's not that guy that you fear is gonna burn you at deep speed. He's gonna destroy you over the middle, of those intermediate routes, those deep crossers, those digs. Like that's his bread and butter. Get get a guy like Gregor some more time, stretch the field, get that safety occupied. Because the second you hit one, that's when that defense starts to be like, okay, now we need to adjust a little bit. And that's when you can hit some dagger concepts have Rager go deep from the slot mm-hmm. and then Jefferson come in with that backside dig. And then you can just eat for 20 yards at a time. Like I want to see a little more of that. Um, I think it was interesting that they uh, like the protections. I want to take a look at the L22 because I think it was a little bit of what flip said and a little bit of what I said, there was some really nice protection. And then they just got there were plays where they just got uh, obliterated. Like one of the sacks in the third quarter, the entire offensive line collapsed and basically Kirk Cousins Felt like he was in a bubble. He couldn't move because the, the defensive line had, had pressed that much. But I saw Donatel actually try to bring some pressure today. Thank you. Been begging for it for weeks. He finally tried to bring the pressure instead Well, of he just did it God. late
1: last week, too. He ran a couple blitzes. Well,
3: l- late. Okay, late is whatever. But I'm talking, like, he yeah. did it during the game, during, like, the mm-hmm. – The early portions of the game. I saw some consistency. Thank you. It was like that uh, Harrison Smith interception zone blitz. Like he's trying some stuff and that's, that's an improvement we needed to see.
2: Well, it's hard to ask for it because I do understand the gripes around Donato, but it's hard to ask for it when Duke Shelley and Patrick Peterson and Chandon Sullivan are your cornerbacks, you know, the, the, the rookie injuries in that secondary still really, really get to me because I do think that it limits what Donatello can do. But yeah, he's, he's starting to innovate, starting to bring some people a little bit more. Is it getting, is it getting home? Mm. Not, you know, you <laughs> little yes or no. You've got, you've got a Caleb Evans on an Island with Garrett Wilson. Um, but yeah, it's good to see some more, more than vanilla scheme.
3: So let me ask you this. Let me ask you guys this before we end up uh, taking off for the day here, because there's two kind of schools of thought, and I want to see where you lie on this. When it comes to blitzing, if you have weaker corners, if you if you ask them to cover less time by bringing blitzes and get pressure quicker, that can benefit your corners. But at the same time, if you bring pressure, it puts more stress on your corners because you're asking them to do have a little bit more responsibility. So in this, with what this defense is. How the fact that we're having to play Duke Shelley consistently, we didn't have a Caleb Evans for almost half the game because um, he's likely going to be in the concussion protocol for a second time in the last month.
1: Would it? Did he? Go would you and have, have wanted? It?
3: To, uh yeah. Um, the uh, after that, his last play, he got hit by his own guy. I think it might have been Eric Kendricks. Yeah. The officials sent him out. So I, he, I thought I saw him
2: come back on, but I'm not sure. I, I
3: didn't see him yeah. come back on, but. I am not perfect, so if he did, yeah, that's yeah. a good sign. But I'll say, we'll I'll ask you this: with these corners in our situation, would you prefer to try and bring some more pressure and ask them to cover less time with more responsibility, or continue to do what we're doing and just try to play more relaxed coverages and just ask them to cover like a space or in a sense of man match where hey, they're doing this, then you have to do this because there are two schools of thought and they both make sense, but what every what situation you think, is different.
1: Mix it up. Target at sometimes blitz, mm-hmm. right? And yes, you know, that's going to put pressure. But at other times, don't and stay back and have the protection. If you make it yeah. unpredictable, you get it, it tends to do better. If you do just let's do all this or let's do all that, then you're predictable. Try to be a little bit more unpredictable. I think you'll get a better overall. You might get burned on a play or two. And Lord knows we got burned a day on a player or two. But um, I think overall it's going to improve things and you have a better chance. If you just sit back and don't blitz, uh, I think we have a higher likelihood of losing some of these games. I want that, or at least losing the momentum. Today was a big momentum game. And Mm -hmm. we were screaming in the second half for the Vikings to do something to get that momentum back because the Jets had gotten it. Right. We wanted it before the first half. We wanted them to go down and score within, you know, right before half and to come out in the second half and score. They didn't do that. You want if you can own the momentum during the key portions of the game, right? That middle eights being a big one, but at other points in the game, late in the fourth quarter, if you can own it and you're not coming from behind, you can win games more convincingly. Than this heart attack style that they've been doing over the last few weeks, right, or all season for that matter, and and it may just take. Hey, on this one, it's a fifty fifty. Do we blitz or do we not blitz? All right, let's blitz on this one. No, let's not blitz on this one. It, it, I, it's it's something like that that can really throw so, off the other team.
2: So I um. I agree with all that. There does need to be a higher variability in the looks that the Vikings defense is, is showing. Um, Ultimately, I think that you have to build based on your strengths, not, not based on your weaknesses, not to cover your weaknesses. And so if we don't blitz, what are we saying? We're saying that we trust our front four to get to the quarterback. Our front four is Daniil Hunter, Dalvin Tomlinson, have, you know, Harrison, Harrison Phillips. Smith, we've got Harris, Zadarius. Phillips, yeah. We've got Zadarius Smith in there. Those guys should be able to get home. And I'm not saying they should be able to get home all the time, but there should be consistent, we should be able to consistently see we rush four and, and still disrupt the quarterback. And I think it's fine for Donatello to give that a chance to say, okay, okay, Daniil, okay, Zadarius, this, we're we're going to run a stunt, we're going to, Mix up where you line up, but we're still counting on you, our best players, to give us the best result. So that I think that's why you you don't see the blitz as much, because if we can get there with four and and leave those seven guys in coverage, even though they are weaker, I think that's the best outcome for the entire defense. Now, we just haven't been able to get that from Daniil and, and Zadarius, to be honest. So that's when the blitzing has to come into play more than it has this season. You do have to mix it up more.
1: Yeah, I agree completely. Uh you you <laughs> have noticed, Flip, that Donnie's in here and he's telling you to
2: relax. You
1: look pretty <laughs> uh, relaxed to me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, Danger Danger's got it right. You know, the mm-hmm. uh the Daniel had that one great hit. That was on a blitz. That was actually a zone blitz. They dropped DJ Wanham into pressure, they lined up Daniel Hunter on the interior, and Daniil got home. That's exactly, I think, a marriage of what all three of us are saying: is mix it up, but count on your best players. You mm-hmm. know, so you're designing a blitz for Deniel Hunter to get home, not for Duke Shelley to come after the cornerback off the edge. That that type of thing.
1: Yes, <laughs> I agree completely. Now, what have we got uh, coming up? There, Tyler.
3: Yeah, um, Real forno Show tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Central time, so you don't miss any of what looks to be an interesting Monday Night Football game with the Buccaneers and the Saints. Um, We're going to talk a lot about um, this defense and some of the little nuances, some of the frustrations, and a lot of positives at the same time. We're going to preview forward and talk about the Lions game and what we can expect against, a quite frankly, an improved unit since the last time we saw them in Week 3. They obliterated. The Jacksonville Jaguars say forty to fourteen, and we're gonna we're gonna have some fun. We're ten and two. Um, this is a and a tremendous outcome considering what we were looking at during the preseason. The Vikings have already exceeded my win total prediction of nine, and there's still five games left to play. Um, I'm gonna eat a little bit of crow because it looks awfully tasty considering the Vikings' success, and we're gonna have a good time tomorrow night.
1: Sounds great, and I know Wednesday. Matt Anderson, who could not be here today. Uh, previous engagement, Thank to his uh, beautiful bride. Same with Jason, who was going to be here, but he hadn't made previous arrangements that he had forgotten about, so he's in the doghouse. Um, <laughs> but Matt will be Wednesday with uh, Vikings Happy Hour, live from Lake Monster Brewing. So... If you like some great beer, and uh, Matt Lang and the crew down there make some absolutely fabulous beer. Uh, They sent me some this week. I was enjoying some depth charges yesterday. Absolutely fabulous. Uh, Lake Monster does a great job. You can see the boys live. Come down there, ask them questions, win prizes. And, of course, some some of those prizes will be free beer and free merch. Gotta love that. That's going to be fantastic. On Wednesday... Thursday, now back at its regular time and schedule, we have the great and wonderful Flip Mazze. I haven't played this in a while, but here you go, Flip.
2: (laughs) Flip. I'm I'm pumped that uh, our boy Jonas got to see... A win live. Yes. I should have known when we were up 17, I should have been like, you know what? One of the CTP guys is at this game. He flew in all the way from Germany. The Vikings are going to give him a classic win. He's not going to get one of those atypical <laughs> wins. That's unfair. I mean, well, it's deserved since he came all the way from Germany, but it's just not how the Minnesota Vikings work, regardless whether it's prime time or not. You know, Kirk Cousins had a prime time game today at at noon central kick. Um, And I also want to say I'm really proud of the Vikings fans for those MVP chants after Justin Jefferson caught that touchdown. Keep that up. I don't know what the show schedule is this week. You'll have to go to Dave for that, but I guarantee you we're going to start talking about some MVP conversations. Because the numbers may not have been great for Justin Jefferson, but you watch that game and it's another game where you're like, there's no way that we win this game without him.
1: Well, you and Eric can discuss it on Viking Hot Takes on Thursday. Yes. And then of course That's we'll finish great. the week looking ahead to the kiddies with me and Darren. And if you missed it yesterday, check it out. Darren and I talk about one wins for the fatalists in the group that have watched when's that shoe gonna drop? It hadn't yet. Vikings are lucky, they're <laughs> ten and two. They've put a bunch of good games together, and people have talked all week how we've <laughs> had one of the toughest. Uh, Uh, Play rate, game rate uh, of all the winning teams. We are ninth, toughest game of schedule, our strength of schedule. We now go into the easiest part of our uh, schedule to finish it out, knock on wood. Nothing goes wrong. Detroit is, like somebody said, they are hot. Uh, Hopefully we will piss all over that fire and uh, make sure (laughs) that it goes out convincingly. Then um
2: We uh, gotta lose one of these games because the comment no, the we comments don't. were right. Yeah, we do. We do. Okay come on. The comments are right. There's a heartbreaking loss coming at some point. So let's just make sure it doesn't happen in the playoffs. We got uh-huh. five opportunities to get one heartbreaking loss out of the way.
1: Uh-huh. Um <laughs> uh, I wanna hit Michael real quick. Uh Michael we didn't have a chance to ask Jonas, but Darren and I talked about it yesterday. Go check out the show, Two Old Bloggers. We get into it extensively, looking at the numbers, looking at possible fails, and it was you that drove that. You were mentioned in it, so go check it out. Um, we love you,
2: Mr. O'Brien. No, uh-huh. nothing but love. It's what the <laughs> team does. It stresses us all out and makes us yell at each other.
1: Uh huh. And, uh, and Chicago almost beat the Packers, but oh well. Um let's uh let that mess fester some more. But anyways, that's what we've got coming up. Have you guys got any last things before we kick everybody out to go join their other favorite post-game shows?
2: I'll I'll leave I'll let Tyler go last. For me, it's all the wins, none of the hype. So let's keep it going. <laughs>
3: Please, for the love of God, fix third quarters. If we fix third quarters, that'll <laughs> fix a lot of this endgame stress. That third quarter was abysmal. Trash. Abysmal. It was, it was worse than trash. It was like watching Iowa try to play offense. Like 12 plays, <laughs> 10 yards when you have these weapons. Look, I get the Jets defense is tremendous, but you have to be better than that. I love that we're winning games against great teams. 4-0 against too, the AFC East. I believe for the first time ever, um, because we hadn't beaten the Patriots since Dante Culpepper's rookie year of two thousand.
1: You might be right Uh, on that, and we're talking about in the last four games we played what four of the top five defenses, and we finished three and one out of those.
3: The last four games were the top four DVOA defenses.
1: Three and one. Okay, and we finished three and one.
2: Yeah, if you go if you go by DVOA, we have. We have upset nine teams in a row. Basically, what, DVOA thinks we stink, but whatever. I don't. It's just uh, all the wins, none of the hype, man. <laughs>
3: DVOA is a fascinating stat because it takes none all of the, the data that you've says. been given, and it tries to. It, well, this one specifically tries to project forward. It it does yeah. not. It does not look. It looks at what you've done and tries to tell you how you're supposed to do. So the Vikings are massively exceeding DVOA expectations, but yeah, I don't care. This rules. Yeah, hey, ten awesome. and
1: two, baby. Ten and two. Have All right. Fun. What do we Y'all say? A good one. Skull Vikings.
2: Skull Vikings.
1: Skull Vikings. Thanks for watching. Like, subscribe, and ring the bell, and rate us on your favorite aggregator. And a special shout out goes to our partners, the Daily Norsemen where the best. Vikings content to be found and to Lake Monster Brewing, home of the best beer in Minnesota. This has been a Climbing the Pocket and SB Nation's Daily Norseman broadcast. Skull, everybody.